0: My name is Era, and I'm the host of the Telmo Creator Podcast. I chat with creators from all over the world to share their stories and discuss hot topics in a way that I hope inspires, educates, and entertains you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Telmo Creator. I'm your host, Era. Today, I have a very exciting guest on the podcast, mainly because I'm a huge poker fan, and I try to play poker as well, but his name is Sham Srinivasan. And he's a professional poker player who's won millions of dollars on tour. He's originally from Toronto and I believe now resides in the U.S. Is that right, Shem?
1: No, I'm actually living in Toronto currently. Oh, you are back in Toronto. I live right in Midtown Toronto around St. Clair Avenue Road.
0: Oh, cool, cool. Well, I mean, thanks again for making time to jump on the podcast. Of course. What were you... um... You know what were you doing before you started playing poker i mean i know that that's where kind of the story will focus on today but what were you doing before
1: university i was like studying to be like criminal lawyer and i kind of found poker and around my second year university and moved back to toronto and i kind of just got engaged with it and i just kind of got better and better at it and it was more and more interesting to me as well as it it was quite lucrative so i kind of just went with it from there
0: so you were you know you're studying to be a lawyer I'm sure your parents were happy happy with that choice. And then you left after a yeah. couple of years to play poker, which we know how probably most Tamil parents feel about that. So how did that go, that decision?
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, in the beginning, for sure. I mean, like it was definitely frowned upon and, and all that. It has a lot of negative stigmas. But I think, you know, as I had more and more success, I think they were more lenient about it. Um, you know, obviously your, your Indian parents, if you want you to pick one of three paths in your life. But, you know, I think as long as you're happy and, and you're somewhat successful, I think it kind of helps.
0: What What was the moment that you knew when you started playing poker that, hey, you know what, maybe I could do this full time or like make this a living?
1: So I think it was like 2006 or something. I had a big breakthrough at the World Series of Poker. I finished like fourth in some tournament for like pretty reasonable sum of money and, and kind of gave me my bankroll to get started. And I, I figured, you know, from there I could kind of hold my own and do it. And as long as I manage my money properly, I, I fig- thought I could be, be able to figure it out.
0: And I know with things like say music or like, you know, if you want to be an actor, there's always like, you know, in the past, certain places you gotta kind of be to be in the in the hotspot in Vegas, obviously, for poker. Maybe and there's I know there's several other places, but did you move to one of these hotspots to kind of pursue poker or did you you know stick to Toronto, Canada to kind of I that?
1: think I used like uh, Toronto as a home base for the most part. Um uh, online was really where I caught my teeth and made it sustainable because you know, playing brick and mortar poker, like anything can happen, but I think the introduction of like online poker made things a lot more sustainable just due to volume, right? Like you can play five, six games of stuff at a time and and that decreases, uh, you know, a lot of fluctuations and and whatnot.
0: So when you say you play poker professionally, like what was your day like? Are you playing like online, like for like 10 hours a day or like like what are you doing? No,
1: not at all. I, I keep it to like three, four hour sessions kind of thing at this point. I think it's most optimal to do it that way. I used to play a lot of tournaments and that was a lot more like time uh, intensive, but like, I play a lot of like high stakes cash now. And I think that's a lot better for me at this point. You know, I can kind of turn it on and off when I need to, rather than being, you know, caged to it.
0: I know it's easy to kind of look back and, you know, not see something there, but you know, not, not you're a professional poker player. Was there anything in your childhood or like teenage years that suggested that you'd eventually become a poker player or... Was this kind of out of nowhere?
1: I kind of always like was competitive. I played competitive basketball up to like grade 10 and then I played competitive golf. So I always like competition and whatnot, but you know, being a Indian kid at five foot nine or whatnot, I don't (laughs) think an athlete's really in the books. Whereas something like poker kind of uses our strengths, like our brains. Ah. So I think I could compete at a global level with what I got upstairs rather than my physical attributes.
0: There's a guy, he's a Tamil guy actually. I think his name, Oh my gosh. he played. Something retinum. I think he was like your height and he played, I think, Div 1 College. I don't know. You probably probably know his name.
1: That's hard. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I tried.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You said you used Toronto as your home base and you probably traveled to different places across the world to play. Where were some of your favorite places to play poker and why?
1: Um, Going to Australia was really neat. Some places in Asia, like Macau, was really interesting. But I think uh, I spent about five years playing on the European poker tour and going to a lot of those obscure c- countries and like France and Spain and, and all that stuff was like amazing. Like seeing, a, you know, a different place in Italy and like all of that were places I never visited. So it was kind of cool that I got to explore all these, pl- all these places uh, I'd never been before and kind of get to do something that i like to do in the process.
0: Did you ever like inc- see any other, like, I guess, Tamils, like I know a few that play professionally, like Sen Vijay, maybe you know him. And, I know uh, San, yep. And, like, uh, I think Ram is another one. I think he, yeah, Ram's what uh,
1: he as well, for sure.
0: Yeah. Do you see these guys a lot on tour? Like, do you see a lot of the same faces essentially? Like, when you're, like I mean,
1: playing? generally in the places and stuff like the European Pro Tour, it's the same 300 guys going to the same places. You know, I think there's only a select few that can compete at that level, and it's always the same guys. Um, but yeah, I definitely see like San and Ram, and I've seen him in a couple places all over for sure.
0: Like, my brother placed too, he placed third or fourth in two tournaments, I think, in Montreal. Um, and I know that, you know, sometimes instead of putting in your money, I guess people bankroll you, does that happen with you a lot or do you take those or are you more like, I I used to kind
1: of do that for the really big events to just mitigate the risk. Um, but at this point, no, there's no point in doing that really with what I do, I think. But yeah, I I mean, I've done it in the past for sure. Sold some equities, some friends, you know, kind of get them a little vested interest if I was playing something abnormally large.
0: Was there any like down downsides to doing that? Like, you know, the upside is you um, mitigate your risk, but.
1: I guess not really. I mean, you know, I don't do it. To, I do it to my friends that are like bankers and stuff that like, you know, are able to deal with like, you know, high risk, high yield investing type of things. I um, wouldn't do it to anyone where it matters.
0: This episode is sponsored by nobody. That's right. Nobody. So if you could be kind enough to hit that subscribe button, that would mean a lot to me. I, re- I think I would recognize you if I saw you in the street. But have you ever got stopped in the street or recognized in places because you play poker professionally?
1: All sorts of places for sure, and especially in different poker places all over the world. You have a little bit of success or whatever, especially being a recognized minority in that in that thing, you, you stick out a little bit more.
0: And who's like a you know famous poker player that you played with? That's like a cool hang outside of playing poker.
1: Uh, I got a couple that I'm friends with, like my friend Farid Jaden, and Connor Drynan. I've met a couple of definitely cool guys along the way in my travels that I'm very tight with still that outside of poker, we wouldn't really matter. We'd definitely be friends because we're very on the same page. Are
0: there like any of the, you know, again, I'm not in the inside world of poker as you are, but like, you know, the Phil Ivies or like, you know, the grinder, like, you know, all these guys, like, do you ever run into these guys or are they like?
1: All the time. I've seen all those guys in every single place for the, I mean, you know, I've been doing this for about 16, 17 years. So uh, you see the same. you see those guys everywhere. Not as much as Ivy, but the other guys <laughs> for sure. You've
0: been doing it for 16, 17 years. How old are you now?
1: I'm 40. Oh man, you look good for your age. Thank you.
0: In poker, you know, you obviously don't get a salary, you don't get regular, you know, paycheck coming in. So, how do you manage your money to make sure like you never have living expenses? Like, you know, um, I
1: think, you particular? know, what I've learned is with the bankroll management thing is to just, you know, it, it took a lot of time and, you know, ups and downs to figure out how, what's sustainable and, you know to a lot of p- poker bankroll away from your living bankroll and to make sure you know have as many bullets in the chamber for to be able to have a lot of buy-ins and stuff rather than overextending yourself. I think something like that isn't really taught it's something that you learn over time but I think that's w- one of the most important variables in this thing is is managing money.
0: And then how do you, you know, do you invest your money because you know, if you're just letting money sit there like while you're planning out, you know, your bankrolls but if it's sitting there it's dying essentially especially in today's for sure. climate. So oh, what, definitely. Like
1: what kind of... I definitely am mixing a bunch of different little things, uh, a couple of businesses, a little real estate, a little this. um,
0: and so what's your like you know your day like now in terms of like because you've kind of diversified into these other areas? like do you are you actively involved in these other things, like real estate like managing real estate businesses or
1: yeah, a little bit of that for sure. Um, you know, the weather's gone a little bit better. I've been playing a bunch of golf lately. Uh, I'm definitely still working a bunch and working on a little other business ventures, so
0: cool. And have you ever considered doing something else or just exploring other interests you have outside of poker? Or is like poker going to be your main thing for the next 20 years?
1: I don't think so. I think, you know, it's been a long time with it. It's good to have the skills to be able to do that. And it's always useful. But it's, you know, at this point, I kind of am interested in a lot of other things. And I kind of want to take, you know, what I've learned from those things and apply it to other things.
0: And then like, what's a misconception about poker? Because, you know, I am. I you know, I dream about like being a professional poker player, but obviously not everything is is as rosy as it sounds. So what's like a misconception that you can kind of dispel, I guess?
1: Like well, everyone think it's all it's that glamorous or whatnot, but like anything else, it you know, it has to, it takes a lot of work and it's not always uh, that glamorous in, in any way, you know. It's it's uh it's something like anything else. You gotta be prepared for everything and and uh you know <laughs> you get what out of it, what you put into it.
0: Got it. And like what advice would you have for somebody even you know, remotely considering this idea of trying to play poker more seriously versus just like as a hobby?
1: Uh, I would definitely tell them to focus on playing the cash game elements of it because it's so much more sustainable. It's so much more skill-based. Um, it's so much less time intensive. I think it also, it's like, it's a ton more lucrative. So if anything, I would tell somebody to use that as a baseline and then branch out to any other areas of the game that you want to go to. But if you did that, you would have a lot less rockier of a ride.
0: And like you said, um, you think cash games involve more skill than tournaments. Why do you say that?
1: Well, in cash games, you're always playing 100 or 200 big lines deep. And that means you have so many more effective units and so many more options where when you're playing in in a tournament at the end of the day, you get down to 25 blinds and whatnot and the options are finite and a lot of the skill is taken away.
0: And do you also think it's in tournaments because the skill level is re- like varied, like someone like myself probably wouldn't be playing cash games regularly. I'm more likely to play tournaments. Do you think right. that also plays a part?
1: Well, I just think it's just like a lot of a lot of the the, the skill in, in poker comes from playing at a deep stack level because there's so much, you know, there's so much more you can do in terms of bluffing. And that and there's so much more on the line, whereas if we both have 20 chips and I have ace king and you have pocket nines, the money's in. And there's, that's that.
0: I don't know if you remember either of these, but what's been your best fold, if you can remember it? Because I, I feel like a lot of players remember their best fold or their like best call. Do you remember anything like big, like for big money or like just memorable?
1: Um, I mean, it's hard to put one in, 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 in. in that I can really think about, but I'm sure there's been a lot along, there's been a lot along the way.
0: And what's been like a failure or like learning lesson you've experienced in the last like three years? And like, what did you learn from that experience?
1: Uh, I think just to to be humble and never let anything really get to you. Uh, Always maintain like a level head, whether you're doing really good or really bad, things will generally get better, but just not to get ahead of yourself and always remember to be prepared.
0: And like, where do you see yourself in the next let's say three to five years
1: um I'm not too sure like I'm just working on a couple of other side businesses um I would really uh you know like to just free up my time hopefully maybe start family get married
0: and like what's your friend circle like do, do a lot of your friends are they kind of in the same realm like poker or like high risk stuff or is it like different yeah, like-
1: I have such a diverse group of friends all over the world from every ethnic background minority everything it's I think I learned from each and every one of them. And because they're so different, I like to keep the circle kind of spread out so I can learn.
0: And what would you tell, um, you know, you had a chance to go back in a time machine and talk to 16-year-old Sham. What would you tell him?
1: Be pa- be more patient. Try to be a little bit more risk-averse. Just be always prepared for what's to be what, what will become so you just have more options.
0: With poker, are you one of those guys that are more, sorry, analytical? Or like, you know, some guys play by like, I don't know if that's still the case, but like by feel or like looking at somebody or the situation.
1: the best players in the world have an ability to use things like things like gto concepts like game theory optimal play as well as using exploitative play so it's kind of like adding the technical side with the creativity but you can't you can't just be good at one or the other you kind of need both to be a very dynamic
0: and what's the difference you find between playing online versus in person
1: um i think online now you have so many different like you know add ons like you know hold a manager and stuff like that data money stuff so a lot of stuff is is a lot more you know numbers based where it is in, in live play you have so many other variables to read from like body language and whatnot prior you know experience playing with the person so they're you know they're, they're very different
0: did you know that every time you left a five out of five review for this podcast a tamil parent lets their child pursue a career in the creative arts okay that's probably not true but if there's a chance that it is do you really want to jinx it leave a review do it for the young creative in you. Got it. Well, we kind of got through the questions pretty quickly. I, I know we got it. We're in a time deadline because, you know, the Warriors are playing the Celtics. So. Right. <laughs> uh, well, that kind of gets us into the last part of the podcast. It's a fun speed run. I like to call it creator confessions. I am going to tell you a bunch of statements and you tell me the first thing that pops to mind. Ready? Got it. Awesome. Favorite Tamil food.
1: Uh... <laughs> I would have to say uh, maybe Italy's.
0: Oh, wow, interesting. Are you like a meat eater or like vegetarian?
1: I am uh, kind of both, but I'm gearing more towards be having a bit more vegetarian diet these days, I think.
0: What's been the reason for that?
1: Just personal. I think like, I don't know. I just think it's better for me, better for my digestive system. Just not, uh, I don't know. It's just where you evolve to, I guess.
0: Um, Something that scares you. Hmm.
1: <laughs> As of late, I don't really have any. <laughs> oh, wow. I guess, uh
0: Nothing scares you, nothing. Keeps I mean, you up I don't anymore.
1: have any real big fears out there. I mean, you know, we all, you know, we all always want to hope for the best, but I, I feel like the more prepared we are with things, the less fears we have. So I try and focus on not putting myself in a position to be vulnerable.
0: Favorite, or sorry, insecurity that you have.
1: Insecurity that I have. Huh. I think uh, maybe getting out of shape as I get older. So I try and put a lot of time into that because, you know, I think always I'm trying to just keep myself up.
0: And like, what do you do? What's your like routine like for that?
1: Gym. Uh, I play a little bit of basketball. I play a bunch of golf. Anything to be outdoors and active.
0: Favorite TV show you're watching?
1: Kim's Convenience. Good show, yeah? <laughs> it's a good show.
0: A uh, place you're itching to travel to?
1: The mall does.
0: Yeah, it's not going to the be there in 10 want to years. Go there.
1: It looks super cool. It won't uh, be there in 10
0: years, so you better go soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, a fellow Tamil creator out there that you want to give a shout out to?
1: Tamil creator uh I don't know too many of them too personally oh really you know like um, uh
0: when I say creator like it could be anything like poker player it could be an entrepreneur it could be I don't know the- like a politician I don't know uh
1: I'm not too sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> um favorite childhood memory
1: favorite childhood memory hmm I think maybe a cool one was watching the Jays win in 91 or 92 and being through there for all the parades and stuff. When I was a young kid. That was a really good time for the city. And it was really, uh, I don't know, just, you know, just as, as a kid, that was just really exciting, I think
0: i didn't really appreciate the 92 like i saw when joe carter hit the home run right but the raptors like uh parade that was like a crazy memory because we live like
1: that was just our current that was amazing yeah because
0: we live right by the close to the OVO center like 10 minutes away so like that's that's kind of where we started off and we like right saw a bunch of the raptors and like drake is pretty cool. Uh, cool um what what's something you do for fun outside of work
1: um well yeah like i said i really like to golf a lot i mean that was the big passion of mine and now the weather's nice it's hard to get it in here but i definitely love playing a lot of golf and i've been on doing that a lot since it's been more in the past month
0: Where do you typically play Do you have like a, I think course it's,
1: uh, a place called tbc toronto which is like a pga recognized course up in caledon Favorite? In markham sometimes got it i think i'm playing there morning.
0: They just had the uh, PGA Tour event in, was it Richmond Hill?
1: St. George's, yeah.
0: Oh, St. George's, yeah. Yeah, it was on the weekend, yeah. Uh, favorite movie of all time? It can be English or Tamil.
1: Trek: Redemption.
0: <coughs> I've heard that a lot. Um, so, What's a purchase you've made in the last few years that, you have, that you've that you splurged on, but you have zero regret about?
1: Um, You know, as I got older, I got a lot less stupid, I think, with money. Like, I think when I was younger and stuff, I bought a lot of dumb stuff, like watches and cards and all that. Uh, I don't think I really have any regrets. I mean, I, I bought my car a while ago. I don't really regret it, but. <laughs>
0: What's the dumbest thing you purchased? <laughs> the thing you regret purchasing.
1: Oh, uh, I think I got an M5 BMW and I was like 25 or something. And that was kind of silly, but I don't regret it at all. I, I really loved it at the time. So. Uh, a pet
0: peeve of yours.
1: Folding laundry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should get someone to do that. Pay, pay somebody. Housekeeper maybe. Um, a person or celebrity that you look up to
1: hmm. person or celebrity LeBron James LeBron really I like LeBron James yeah, I think he does gosh. a lot for the community yeah. I think he's a good father I think yes. he stays out of a lot of the the media trouble I think he's a good role model he gives back like I mean you know a lot of people have a lot of bad things to say about him but compared to a lot of people in his his uh you know his role he's lived up to the hype he's he's won the championships like yeah uh, right. you know
0: I think as a Raptor said, maybe I just, you're yeah, right though, buddy. like he, from the age of 18, he entered the league, managed crazy amounts of money very well and stayed out of
1: the pressure I mean, though. The pressure that was on him at a young age, you know, coming out of high school, going to the NBA and but living up to it and, and getting it done. And he's continually grown. So I think he's, I've seen him evolve and I've seen him uh, like from the beginning.
0: Who do you start an NBA team with? Steph Curry or LeBron? Right now? Uh... <laughs>
1: When they're prime LeBron James, for sure. I don't know. They're both incredible in their own right. But I think LeBron is a team player for sure.
0: If you knew that you were going to uh, die tomorrow, I regret that you would have.
1: Hmm. Um. Not putting more time into traveling more to go to see more places that I haven't seen. Like I haven't been to Africa, a lot of places in Asia. I- I've definitely got to travel a lot of places in the world, but um, I think there's so much more I'd love to see. and I-, I would like to put more time into that.
0: What's keeping you from traveling more these days?
1: Well, I mean, the COVID stuff kind of restricted it for a bit and or whatnot, but I think things are getting back to normal. Um, I've definitely been to a couple places lately, but hopefully more in the future
0: age you want to retire by when I say retire my definition is own your time do what you want when you want
1: I think I've had those liberties like for the past 10 years I mean I kind of got into this so I can do what I want when I want I mean that was my main goal when I started this is It wasn't trying to make money or do whatever. I kind of just enjoyed what I was doing. And that was my goal. Uh, I I think that was my goal at a very young age. And I kind of have tried to maintain that mainframe since uh, I've been about 20 years old.
0: You mentioned like you had friends who were like bankers and stuff that obviously probably make really good money. And they could, if they, you know, worked for five years, save a good amount of that money, do what you're doing. But do they think what you're doing is kind of crazy in the sense that maybe you can make more, work harder, et cetera, but you've chosen to just kind of do enough to kind of maintain the lifestyle that you have?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, they each are, they have a lot of parallels, these two things in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? It's using imperfect information to make, make decisions and whatnot. So, uh, you know, everybody kind of does what's right for them, you know, sure you could do more, but then you, like you said, owning your own time is a really important thing. You know, having to show up and sit at a desk and take and answer to people was not part part of my, like, you know, what I wanted in my regiment. So, you know, <laughs> you gotta do what works for you.
0: Do you, ever, do you ever have like ideas of going back and finishing that law degree or no chance?
1: Uh, I don't think it'll serve me any purpose at this point. I think, uh, you know, the school thing for the credentials is definitely important if you want to, you know, go into your into individual business or be a professional of one sort. But I think uh, at this point I can get a lot of help from a lot of professionals I know and what I need it for.
0: A celebrity whose life you'd want to experience for one day. Money can be hard to come by, but here is a hundred dollar opportunity for you. Join my free newsletter for free exclusive content and a free chance to win $100 when I hold special draws. Did I mention
1: that it's free? Hugh Hefner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I suspect your life is kind of like that already. Um, <laughs> what is a, a book you've read recently or a podcast you've listened to that's had an impact on you?
1: Um, I like the Rogan Polk podcast. I've listened to that a bit, a bunch. I think he's got a lot of good, entertaining guests on there. Uh, definitely for the people that are on there.
0: Do you, um, like, is this how you consume information, like books or podcasts, or is there like a different way that you consume the information?
1: Definitely a lot through videos and stuff. I used to read a lot more books. I think, uh, in this day and age, stuff like videos or where everything's going to for learning tools, uh, they're a lot more interactive and, and they work for me best.
0: Um, what's a new belief behavior or habit that has improved your life?
1: Waking up early.
0: What time do you wake up?
1: 7.30.
0: What was it before?
1: Like 10 o'clock.
0: Hmm. And like, what, how has it improved your life out of curiosity?
1: Just get, get a lot of early tasks done when, you know, phones aren't ringing and people aren't around and you kind of have a little bit more early time in the morning to get stuff done in silence.
0: And finally, what's a piece of advice that you'd give to your, you know, fellow aspiring Tamil creators out there?
1: Uh, I think the most important thing I, I give to any young people or anyone that asks for advice is to just follow and trust yourself. And most importantly, do, do things that you love. It's the, the only way you'll be really exceptional in anything. I think, uh, if we're ever in a spot where we're going to be average, it's going to be not following our passions. I think if we focus on that, success will come.
0: Love it. Well, that's kind of a good way to end off the podcast. It's a, it's a little bit shorter than usual, but I think you hit all the main points. Cool. Um, Thank you, Sham, for kind of making time and jumping on. Um, If somebody's heard this and, you know, they're inspired or they want to just connect with you just to, you know, um, pick your brain a bit. What's the best way for someone to connect with you?
1: Probably DM me on Instagram. It's sham990 at, uh, well, just at sham990.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again, Sham. And for those of you listening, appreciate you guys as always. On to the next episode.
1: Thanks, brothers. Nice to speak to you.